0: is
1: imperative. it's It's hilarious how many Christmas time uh, traditions we follow that. We're, I'm 95% certain were formulated by an ultra-corrupt Pope at some point in the Middle Ages.
0: Christmas time tradition, Steve. More like wonderful Christmas time traditions. Wait, guys, <laughs> what? Speaking of wonderful Christmas times, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your ho-ho host, Nick Brigadier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Mike Russell. And I'm simply having a shitty episode time, Steve Trollinger. Oh, Steve, is that just because Already,
2: you. Already, Steve? We're only, what, two minutes in? <laughs> yeah,
1: funny how that happens.
2: Steve, is that just because you
1: likewise
0: acknowledge that the song we're covering is objectively terrible? I don't know why this is a controversial
1: point. I, look, I live in a divided household. I. Between you and your eight. cat? <laughs> between, between my wife and I. She's a Dirty Dozen person. I'm a Kelly's Heroes person. She's a wonderful wait, the dirty,
2: wait, the Dirty Dozen? Was that that movie where the people had all those kids?
1: No. That's, that's cheaper
2: by the dozen. That's cheaper oh, okay. by the dozen, Mike. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Right, right.
1: And or Yours, Mine, and Ours. One of those two movies is what you're thinking of. The Dirty Dozen was the movie with Lee Marvin where he is a, in World War II and he gets a bunch of, of condemned... Uh, military criminals together to do a suicide mission there have been like suicide squad is basically a ripoff of it okay steve like, house divided let's let, let's
2: let's stay focused yes.
1: <laughs> so. he asked okay you can't ask me what a movie is and not expect me to talk about it for like 20 minutes okay
2: that fair. I, that that was my mistake steve i should have just pretended i knew it like I do always times. just <laughs>
1: pretend you know what you're talking about that's what i do
2: i
0: was gonna and say so
1: so uh, dirty dozen i'm a kelly's heroes person She's a wonderful Christmas time person. I'm uh whatever the hell John Lennon's is called. I can never remember war Christmas. What is Christmas wa- war, war on
0: Christmas? That's
1: Christmas Fox News plays it every winter. Christmas war. War Christ- is over. That was it. War is over. See, um, I,
2: y- yo, did you see the war on Christmas in New York City?
1: On uh, that was more network? like the war. That was more like the war on Fox News. I think,
2: <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Oh, that's America's Christmas right there. Come on.
0: I would argue a burning Christmas tree is a pretty good metaphor for the state of America currently. But that being said, Steve, um, I will also say that um, my girlfriend as well is also of the opinion. uh, Wonderful Christmas Time is a good song. And so if anything, I hope this episode can just definitively prove once and for all that it is a irritating, irritating earworm of a song. I won't deny it's an earworm, but that doesn't make it good. Uh, So listeners, if you... I'm sure you are aware by now, having looked at the title, we're discussing Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time, the perennial Christmas classic that you will hear at some point this year, regardless of where in the world you live. Uh, But if you need a quick, quick refresher... And
1: and I will say, if there is any time at the end of the episode, I will present a corollary to Nick's theory that this is the most annoying Christmas song in the world with what I believe is the most annoying Christmas song in the world. Yes, (laughs) listeners, stay tuned. There might be a little bonus... I was going to say dissection. we
0: will probably just end up being, uh, being uh, Steve ranting. But uh, <laughs> here's a little bit of Wonderful Christmas Time.
2: The mood is right.
1: The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply
0: having
2: a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having.
0: All right, I got to stop it there. <laughs> Do you know what this makes me think of listening to a different song?
2: It's a werewolf Christmas.
1: Just because it says the moon is up? The Ooh. moon is right. <laughs> it has the word moon up. in it. It has the we're word moon here in tonight. it. tonight. So. They're
2: all outside gathering, and that's enough.
1: We're so going hey, to
2: we're be werewolves. It's, it's automatically time. a
1: werewolf thing because it has the word moon in it.
0: Mike, it's yeah. funny you bring that up, because while researching the song, I might have an appreciation for it. because in 20- I was
1: bitten by a werewolf.
0: I was bitten by a werewolf. That's actually unrelated to this, though. Uh, I did discover, in, apparently in 2019 on Twitter, there was a theory about the song that went viral briefly. And if we believe it's true, it actually makes me appreciate the song more. And you were actually hinting at it with your comment on the moon, but we will circle back to that. Uh, but yes, listeners, uh, as, as as you know by now, if you've been listening to the past few episodes, we are starting to wind down what we're doing on this podcast uh, once we get to episode 200. And we have our last few episodes lined up for what we want to do, but we really, we, we say we, I, I really wanted to make sure we discussed this song in particular. <laughs> because... I don't know how much of it is just that I think it's not good or how much of it is it's disappointing knowing what the songwriter has done before in the past. You know, Paul McCartney, uh member of a band called the Beatles, uh pretty big band, uh he wrote some good songs. He's uh, <laughs> the uh progenitors of most popular music we listen to today. Uh Steve, I'm surprised you haven't heard of them.
1: Oh, I thought that was I I thought that was just a bunch of um Uh, African-American artists whose names we'll never know because their music was stolen at the turn of the century.
0: Okay, Steve, you're saying the quiet part loud. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That most of that, most of popular music we listen to was stolen by African-American artists, but... uh, Oh, sorry, I mean Elvis. I meant Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest thief of all. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I will not be discussing the Beatles because I have to assume that you, dear listeners, know a little bit about the Beatles, but I will explain where Paul McCartney was at this point in time when he was writing this song. Uh, so Paul McCartney, uh, wrote the song in 1979. It was part of his so It was a solo song, essentially, although at the time he was in a band called Wings. Uh. Uh, but Paul McCartney is a multi-instrumentalist. he did all the music you hear on this song. Fun fact Paul McCartney was actually the third best drummer in the Beatles uh, behind uh, John Lennon and George Harrison Now he all right, now saw- that, that you were oh, oh, okay. you were a monster
1: <laughs> you're a monster oh. Nick. everybody knows did you did you see what he did there Mike? <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sorry uh, was yeah, it, it George Harrison did, then John Lennon it, I'm it, sorry yeah no no fuck you <laughs> Fuck you. I will have no Ringo bashing on this episode. <laughs> oh man, he smashed the man Ringo
2: like a snare drum the, the right man,
1: now. The man, <laughs> the man, refused to do a drum solo. Not because he couldn't. He could do the best drum solo. He chose not to because he found them trite and uninteresting. But when finally asked to do a drum solo for uh, the end, he did what is. Conceivably what is I've always believed to be one of the greatest drum solos in the history of music. So fuck you.
2: You're giving Ringo one of the greatest ones? <laughs> one in of the, the greatest drum of all music? solos.
1: music Dr- greatest drum solos, history of all music. Also,
2: well, I, I, I also I, also, <laughs> also songs about
1: Octopi are few and far between, Nicholas. And I, for one, enjoy them. You're just not listening
0: to the right music.
1: And also he sang uh um uh uh Oh, crap. What was that one? Uh, uh They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out. Oh, uh, Act Naturally, that song, which is my theme song.
0: I was going to say, that's Steve singing in the mirror to himself every morning. Yeah. But, <laughs> every morning. Okay, fair, f- fair enough. I shan't breathe a word about Ringo again. Oh, but come on, Nick. I except was to praise him. <laughs> Ringo was certainly a drummer. I will say that. Uh, now, like I said, I mentioned this because... At, Paul McCartney, uh, even though it's weird, we're watching the music video for it, which felt like, <laughs> if you haven't seen the music video, it feel, it was filmed in 1980, and it feels like it was filmed with today's equivalent of like an iPhone 4 video. It's very grainy. It's very dark. But Paul McCartney's here, and uh, his band Wings is essentially also in this, even though this was technically a solo song. It's a little weird. But uh, once again, take home point. Paul McCartney is the sole artist to blame for this. Even though he has his, his previous band in the music video, he did all of the instruments himself. So this is 100% Paul McCartney we're listening it's to. It's all him.
1: All him. All this, him. This kind of song, this song and most of Wing's music is exactly what happens when John Lennon isn't there to yell at Paul. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. It was McCartney Unleashed. And for what it's worth, the song did well. Like I said, it uh, came out in 1980. Uh, It was recorded during the McCartney 2 album sessions, even though it was not released on that album. Uh, Charted in top 10 pretty much everywhere, Austria, Germany, Ireland, Latvia, the Netherlands, UK, as well as top 20 in Canada, Slovakia, Sweden, and Switzerland.
1: You know what my favorite Paul McCartney factoid is, though? Uh, is that he is one of, I think he is either the only one or one of like a couple of artists to have performed in the Coliseum. Oh, a few artists have done Down that.
0: In I think Metallica did that.
1: Did they? Well, oh, no, no, no of the not armory. in Albany, no. in no. Rome. <laughs> Flavian's <laughs> I'm Amphitheater, I'm Michael. thinking of the
2: Armory, man. Now, all, the armo- oh, the wait, big the one, huh? Ar- <laughs> <Wait>, did you... <laughs> the Coliseum
0: in Rome versus the Armory, the dinky venue in upstate New York?
2: The Coliseum was a nightclub in Albany during my freshman sophomore junior year of college. Yeah. And then shut down and it was just a lamppost. Oh. But it was wow. called the Coliseum. But then the armory was down. I was thinking that as a music venue, but no. No, so, it's neither of those. It's, <laughs> it's the Coliseum in Rome.
0: All right. Speaking of the Coliseum, Wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney. Oh. Yeah. The song did really well anyway Carl um, Steve I All don't right. know I, I I feel like you can separate this knowing your feelings on commercialized Christmas but including royalties from cover versions um it's estimated in 20 it, this was back in 2010 so you know 11 12 years ago uh, McCartney made about four hundred thousand dollars a year from this song alone. So in 2010, it was estimated he had earned about $15 million from this single song. And if we extrapolate upon that, it's probably close to like $20, $25 million from this single song. He's, this song has done very well.
2: I, that's why I'm, I'm kind of, so Steve, you like this song. Nick, you hate this song. I'm on the fence, man. It's, I've, I feel like I, it's, it's, it gets me moving. I get a little jig. It's a little earwormy. It feels. It's supposed to feel good, though, Nick. It is supposed to feel
0: good. I agree. And I. I Man, feel like
1: that's it, not the first time Mike has said that statement before. <laughs> that entire statement. The entire statement.
0: Gotcha. Well, let's go back to the very beginning and let's see. Because once again, um, I, I, I'm open to being proven wrong, but I have feelings about it.
1: But uh, let's get into it. Well, that's a bullshit statement. I'm sorry. What? That you're open to being proven wrong. That's horseshit. I'm always open to being
0: proven wrong. I feel like you most, hate that. If more people <laughs> went into discussions, whether they be religious, political, song topsy, aka the three biggest sensitive topics, if everyone goes into it fully open to changing their mind. Because otherwise, what is it? It's just people regurgitating talking points at each other and no one's changing anything. I'm going into this open... It's called daytime TV, Nick. Exactly. And that's what's wrong with America and the world in general. So I'm going into this with an open mind, the full spirit of secular Christmas in my heart, open to changing my perspective about this song. But only if you do the same. How come you didn't do that with Christmas shoes? Because Christmas shoes is an abomination. There's no Uh, there's no debating that. That is Wow.
2: Wow. That's a hell of a carve out, Nick. Listen to our Christmas shoes episode to really learn the just the true, the, the true music of Christmas like was that song. Episode That's... 20, I
0: think, or 20 something. Um, listen to it, but just skip all the parts where New Song actually plays the song. Listen to our banter, it's very good. But don't subject yourself to the song if you don't have to. Anyway, wonderful Christmas time. A dissection is imperative. Alright, I'm going to stop it there. Now, I know in 1979, 1980, the synthesizer was kind of a little bit newer, had a little bit of a novelty factor going, but there's just something about it that gets under my skin. I don't know. It's the bounciness. It's the pluckiness. It just doesn't mesh as Christmassy to me. I don't know. Actually, I do know. It doesn't.
2: (sighs) It's, you know, with all the... When you think of your classic... Christmas music. You, know, you got some horns. making some bells, some jingle bells.
0: Even this some electric y- guitar. Might, might,
2: jingle bells rock.
1: You might get some Brian Setzer Orchestra.
0: A little trap family.
2: You're definitely, you're, you're definitely getting some crooning. But the synth sounds. You're right. Nick, I'm going to be with you on this. Uh, it's a little weird. It makes you go, what is that? What is- Feels out of place for what it's <laughs> trying to be. It's too techy.
0: Yes. It's too digital. I want my Christmas music analog. Too
2: digitally, yeah.
0: All right. But admittedly, (laughs) we've only gotten six seconds in, so I'll give it a little bit more of a chance.
2: There's the jingle bells. Yeah,
0: okay, we got that.
2: The mood is right. Yeah. The spirits are...
1: We're here tonight you know.
0: Steve why did you scream
1: did you see what what Paul McCartney did <laughs>
0: Yeah, he just kind of appeared out of nowhere as Paul's
1: Yeah, he scared the shit out of that guy. Want to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was just like the music started and these two guys are sitting there and all of a sudden, like, imagine if Paul McCartney stuck his head in between you and your friend at the at a bar while no one else was there and like you didn't hear him coming, and you'd be like, Jesus Christ, it's Paul McCartney. Like you're both scared because you've been spooked, but also you're like, Oh my god, Paul McCartney's in my bar. <laughs> yeah, he did just kind of appear out of nowhere.
0: Uh, this I think this music video takes place in a pub. They, they hang on, they established the name at the beginning. I should have gone to Google Maps and see if this is a real place. The Fountain Fully Licensed, what was it? Fountain Fully Licensed Brickwoods. I'm
1: assuming in the UK somewhere. It feels the like it's Fountain from the UK. Fountain Brickwoods. My favorite, my, my favorite, um, my favorite analogy I like to do, or, or I like to think about for the Beatles is that I just imagine, like, Lennon and McCartney together are like Kermit and Fozzie. <laughs> Like one is, I know who. yeah, like one is what, like it, that. And that might not be the best analogy, but that's just what I like to think of because I just like think of these two diametrically opposed people who balance each other out. Like one is stu- super, super duper artistic, like up his own butt about the art of what he's doing, and the other one is just like, I like to make fun music about made up words that I came up with on the spot and like. You know, and and fun ditties and things like that. And the two of them shouldn't work together at all. And yet somehow they made some of the best music ever made. But just that's that's what I picture in my head. And so now I'm just with when Paul McCartney separates from him. It's like both of their like both of the equations become horribly unbalanced. And like now they're going way too far in either direction. They become more concentrated versions of each other exactly yeah so like paul mccartney is just like his head is like poking in between two guys like a jack-in-the-box like he's just like magically appearing in a like like cloud of fa- uh, fairy dust like in the back of the bar and stuff like that and...
0: but uh let's get into these lyrics we got the, <laughs> well, the moon envisioning is envisioning that now <laughs> uh the moon is right the spirit's up we're here tonight And that's enough. And then, of course, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, the part that will not leave your skull until the day you die. But, yes, pretty vague. Pretty vague so far. Um, But I I think, uh, you know, we got the moon. We got spirits. We got we're here tonight. And that's enough.
2: And they're they're drinking. You know, they're drinking. They're drinking at the bar. It's obviously a throw to uh, all all the booze is up.
0: Yes, it's, not, it's top shelf beer, booze. That's what they're drinking. That's the spirits up. It's like three shelves up. You got to bring that good shit down. It's Christmas after all.
1: And Paul McCartney's in your pub.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit, it's Paul McCartney. <laughs> uh, let's hear a little more. And that's enough be having a wonderful
2: Christmas time. The feelings here that only comes this time of year. See? Okay. Uh, let's talk about that, Nick. Yes, let's. The party is on. Christmas parties, man. I don't think you get a better party. New Year's parties are pretty cool, but boy, Christmas. You know you don't get you don't get to give a present Except for a smooch to somebody on, on New Year's. But you know, Christmas time is, is when you, you've been thinking all year about somebody or or a group of people and and you can and you could reflect and you can give them a gift and it's not weird. I mean you could give a gift to anyone and whatever, really. But Christmas time it's just it's a little more special.
0: Yeah, I mean I give the gift of letting people know a new Song Topsy Report episode is out every week or two, you know? That's that that that's not weird to me. That's just a gift I give freely. But you're right, Mike. <laughs> there's there's a
1: um...
2: listener <laughs> Nick loves to give you that every week. That's <laughs> why he's
1: canceling the show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not canceling, Steve. Right now, the show is entering a um, a um uh, cocoon-like phase before it becomes a beautiful butterfly of different content. But, Mike, to your point, yes. I feel like with a Christmas party, there's a certain degree of warmth to the festivities. Like, New Year's, you have fun debauchery, I feel like. But Christmas, I feel like, it's got a little bit debauchery? more— Debauchery? Debauchery. That's
2: what I said
1: debauchery
0: debauchery debauchery tomato tomato i'm
2: from upstate new uh, york i'm saying I'm it right Nick on this one look elementary elementary right that's okay
1: <laughs> first all right i wasn't gonna get into this but now i'm going to so there's Smoke that them if you also, got them listeners also be a smooch one. smooch mike Yeah, Yeah, does anyone use the word smooch anymore? Yes.
0: Yes. Oh my God! You never. You never. never, All right. Everyone. everyone in my immediate
1: vicinity is is nodding their head vigorously at me. So I'm the I'm the guy who's out of touch now. To be
2: to be fair, Steve, much like much like the bullies in high school, you know. People didn't like hearing "smooch" a lot when I would say it back in the day, but I'll tell you what—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a word that mm. means what it means. It's an—it's—it's a—it's a type of kiss you lay on somebody. Mm, it's that not was quite... a moist smooch. <laughs> it's Steve, not. Steve, save a, your dirty uh, talk for yourself. It's not quite a, a French And I do. And, it, and it's not. And it's way more than a peck. You know. It's wait. It's more than a peck <laughs> and less than a what? Less than a full-on frenchie. Okay, so it goes all
1: right. So I just want to—I just want to know the taxonomy of kisses. So it's—it's it's French smooch peck. That's the taxonomy of kisses. French smooch peck.
2: I feel like yeah, a but, smooch. Oh no, Mike, go ahead. Well, I feel like a smooch is how you open up before you start Frenching. You know, you get that nice, you get a nice, it's, get a nice lock, <laughs> nice
1: exchange of breath.
2: It's weird. I, I the lips I w- hit perfect. There's a just that right amount of saliva involved. Oh, Mike. <laughs> You're kind of ruining what
0: I was going to define as smooch. What are you going to say there? <laughs> I was going to say a smooch. I feel like falls in like one of kind of two categories. A smooch is either what like a comfortably married couple of 25 years gives to each other on the holidays. It's like appropriate, like in like mixed company, um, or a smooch is when you're like a little kid and your big boisterous aunt comes over
2: and she gives you a big smooch <laughs> on the cheek. But as soon as you start yeah. saying saliva, it kind of well, kind of made you got to me... think because Nick smooches aren't dry. You're not getting a dry smooch, right? I I suppose that's fair. You get there's a lot of lip action. And it's about, you know, and you're not wrong. Listen, your, your aunt comes over, she gives you a big smooch on the cheek. Yeah, you get and then you get ah uh, and then you're like what? Ew, I mean that gross could be maybe because there's some lip, there's some lipstick involved, maybe it's not, maybe maybe it's just my lips that get wet from the from the spit, Nick. I have some active salivary <laughs> glands. <laughs> I've <Like>, got
1: some <laughs> damp lips, ladies.
2: All right, all right. So let's let's put it let's
1: let's 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 wrap this up with the
2: chapter wet. I don't know. Like.
1: That's the poll question. There's a middle ground here. Okay, so it's French. It's French. We oui. Smooch. Mm. Smackeroo. S-
2: ooh, a smackaroo. Pack. Yeah. A smackaroo. That's a good one. That's a quick. Smackaroo
1: <laughs> sounds like
0: an Australian candy. I don't know.
1: French. French. Uh, what was it? French. Uh, uh, smack. Uh, French. Smooch. Smackaroo. Peck. That almost feels like the kind of
0: nonsense lyrics that Paul McCartney would have included in a song.
1: No, because I forgot the British variant, snog. Oh,
0: yes. 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 Uh, UK listeners, where would snog fit in between those? We're going to have so many poll questions. Snog is a kiss
1: form? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're snogging. Snogging. Oh, we're snogging. Oh, you're snogging. Oh, that's it's, that's it's, when the nose like... gets involved. Yeah.
1: It's like a lot of noises.
0: Okay, Steve, that's the audio I'm isolating. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, re- Steve, acting as a truffle pig.
1: Yeah, it's a little like that. <clears throat>
0: All yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> Paul McCartney's having a good feeling. The feeling that comes only this time each year. He's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera a wonderful christmas time
2: simply having a wonderful christmas time
0: the choir of children sing their
2: song.
1: oh god the <laughs> synthesizer i hate it you are oh, hate it
2: nick you hate it's like it's really
0: you see, it's I, really twinging you I love, lo- love keyboards, love me some synthesizers. I just feel like this is such a wrong s- voice for the synthesizer to have. I don't know. It, it, it felt like Paul—this feels like—because we know Paul McCartney can be a phenomenal songwriter. This, to your point, Steve, it feels like McCartney unleashed and no one to step in and let him know that he should—
1: that is this... that is one of my favorite things about Paul McCartney I will say and I will say you know like we may be making fun of him a little today but he is one of those like rare people that if you somehow accidentally find yourself in a room with him you're gonna freak out just because you know like there are very few people that you can quantifiably call living legends anymore and I feel like of those few, he is one of them. And if you just happen to be in the same room with them, you're going to freak out. Even if you were, even if you're not a fan necessarily, it's just like I can't believe I'm getting to meet Paul McCartney. But one of the things, so I I I do rib on him a little bit. I one of the things I always love about his songwriting, and it doesn't show up so much in this song, but is his weird. Like he's so fancy, he's so like fanciful, and like he's got this very like upbeat sort of goofy nature to his music but also there's this weird dark undercurrent to a lot of times like like hel- like the whole of helter skelter yeah he wrote helter and, oh, skelter yeah. and 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 maxwell silverhammer which is a jaunty upbeat song about a oh. multiple murderer who kills oh, people with wait. a hammer
2: <clears throat> i really like that song
1: <laughs> yeah it's like jaunty and upbeat and the whole song is about this guy who just keeps murdering people like crushing their skulls with a hammer
0: Steve, it's funny you mentioned that darkness, because I almost feel like that undercurrent may make itself apparent to other people. Like As an example, my girlfriend kind of is a bit, but it's also become just real. If she's very upset about something and like is crying, her, her joking way of coping with it is through her tears, no matter when it is or what it is, just saying, Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> And just sobbing through, and it it, it's, it makes it funny, but like that's her coping song when everything is falling apart. To just sing the most deliriously upbeat chorus that she can think of, which is this song.
2: And I asked, she said it was okay if I if I shared that. I love that. I love that, Nick. You know, it's funny. Laughter can help you get you through almost anything.
1: It can. I, I, I was going to say, let her know that I do that as well, but I use the Sesame Street theme.
0: Oh God. I don't know Sesame Street. I feel like is more like what like creepy serial killer would hear in their heads. Like
1: sunny days,
0: chasing the clouds away.
2: Yeah, it's weird. when I'm sad. I just wanna. I just. I just need the saddest thing to happen. I want the saddest music, right then. Yes. Or or a little maybe some Frank Sinatra drinking again. That. Well, so typically, I'll have a drink in my hands when I'm. But that's right.
0: I realize I listen to scary death metal when life is going well. I'm in a good mood. But when uh, when I'm when, when I'm feeling a little down, I realize oh, I listen to like the Civil Wars. I listen to uh, Celine Dion. Like I listen to really like moody, soulful music. But <laughs> well, but when everything's going well, it's all Viking metal and blaspheming and just a just a hootenanny and a half. Let me tell you.
2: That bubble can pop though. That's that's good too. No, I. I <laughs> that's Celine Dion. I can see you now, Nick. Just tears in your eyes. Purest voice. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe Nat, King, maybe
0: Nat King Cole ranks a little higher. It's tough, but uh, but certainly not wonderful Christmas time. Anyway, getting back to that. So w- we just heard the choir. Of, hang on, we'll go back. The choir of children sing their song, and then we'll hear uh, what that. Choir sounds like
2: sing their song. Okay, wait a second. They've it you you've gotta put on the music video listeners if <laughs> these are not children. <laughs> put the drunks into a bunch of altar boy costumes let's go yeah
1: imagine imagine you're at the pub and you're drinking and having a wonderful christmas time and then you look outside and the giant floating fetus from 2001 a space odyssey is there this is not a wonderful christmas it does time
2: look like that yeah
0: Now, this I can't corroborate, but I'm curious if that was Paul McCartney layering his voice multiple times or if he got other people to be the, quote-unquote, choir of children.
2: I think he got some ladies up there. Wasn't he recording with a lady? Um, His his wife. His
0: his, his wife at the time, yes. Uh, I don't don't know, though. You know, hang on. I'm going to listen to this again. I would totally buy that
2: that was a bunch of dudes in their falsetto. Well, you know what? Maybe it was. Let's uh but let's talk about these these children sing songs right here. Their song is ding don ding don ding dong ding. Yep. <laughs> these kids are running around Christmas time playing ding don ditch on this poor neighborhood. Teasing the teasing the elderly. As children are wont to do. These damn kids. That's I mean, Cause what wouldn't you say? Can can you see this Nick having a wonderful Christmas time? You ever you ever played Ding Dong Ditch? No, I have not. You didn't play as a kid. Nope. I assume it's
0: ringing the doorbell <laughs> and then getting the hell out of there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's great. Then the people open the door, no one's there. Wasn't much to do
1: in Plattsburgh. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you you poor poor upstate bastard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So perchance we have some terrible children, but. Uh, but we get back into the course.
1: <laughs> now the, the sugar plum aliens arrive, none of
0: this sounds good. And sh- am, am I am I crazy? All right, listeners, I want to replay the last thirteen seconds of the song, and I challenge you, Mike and Steve. Tell me, does this? Concentrated bit of music sound good to you.
2: Nick,
1: you don't get it! Look out, Mario. Donkey Kong's <laughs> gonna throw that barrel at you. What don't I get? I wanna know. Nick, Christmas
2: is A mysterious time of year, you know. Is it? And this music's reflecting that. It's the the very subtle sounds, little, you know, boink, like a little. Yeah, just Paul McCartney noodling
0: on a keyboard.
2: And then and then he and then he throws in that da 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 da, -da. you know. So you're there, and then you but you you got the choir of children's songs because he you know he wants to focus on that, but but. You know they're they're still in this this atmosphere of mysterious Christmas. You know, like like how, how did how did this woman get pregnant, and what's going on with Joseph? You think
0: and that's what they're what thinking these, about right what now? Are these,
2: what are these three guys doing here? Let's let's just have a think about that as as these, as these children sing ding dong ding dong ding dong.
0: I mean, That's... I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to believe you're grasping at straws, Mike. But also, I'm trying to stay open-minded. Me grasping at straws. There's a chance that I'm not seeing what's obviously in front of me. So let's see if some more lyrics will shed some light on that.
2: Wonderful Christmas <laughs> time. The word is out.
1: The Savior's born. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's what. Yeah, that's. That oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Christmas. We we're talking about Christmas, aren't we? That's what Christmas is about.
0: No, the word is out. The, the The hot toy this season is back in stock on Walmart.com and Target, so you can swing by there because that's what Christmas is about. Now, I
1: like. How, I like how Christmas is the one time a year I turn into fucking like a like a, 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 a real piece any of those... Any of those a insane people? I was gonna say any of those insane people on Fox. Um, oh, <laughs> it's like this this one time a year. I, this is the one time a year I turn into fucking. I was gonna say Bill Burr. That's not. That's, that's a comedian. He might have some words about that too. He might have something to say about this. No, yeah. Uh, uh, S- we're Steve over
0: here is like, my grandpa died in the war on Christmas. You son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I turn into freaking like Glenn Beck or whatever. It's like, oh, hey, talk about the savior, talking about Jesus. <laughs> okay, That's what we're supposed to be talking about? It's Christmas.
2: Oh, lift what th- does that
1: mean? So, <laughs> what I, from what I can tell, Paul McCartney has entered into an ancient druidic ritual. <gasps> Where he has crafted a perfect doppelganger of himself with the flames of Christmas.
0: Uh, based on the music video, yes. But you know what? I was going to maybe save this till the end of the song, but both of you guys have tiptoed around it. Mike early on with your werewolf comment, and Steve with your druidic comment. Um, in 2019, a theory went viral on Twitter. That uh, wonderful Christmas time is actually about friends practicing witchcraft, but then somebody walks in and they quickly have to try to make it about Christmas. And if you actually follow the lyrics, there's some, there, there's something to this. Uh, so we have the we have the lyrics pulled up. Um, so we have the moon is right, the spirits up. Once again, kind of Mike to your point. Uh, we're here tonight, and that's enough. And then at that point, somebody walks in and suddenly they have to change the subject and say, uh, I mean, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. So maybe that doesn't convince mm. you, though. Uh, going on, uh, other people commented that, yes, the course seemed oddly abrupt. The, the word is out about the town to lift a glass and don't look down. Don't look down at what? Uh, this is my theory. If they're on broomsticks and it's their first time flying, they might not want to look down. They might get a little, little, little scared about that. And then that's reductive. Yeah, I wonder why he says the chorus so panicked is another comment. Uh, someone changed it to ha- uh, simply having a wonderful Wicca time. <laughs> and then someone said, I love Paul McCartney, but loathe that song. Thank you for giving it the proper
1: context. Uh, uh, it's fucking called Yule, okay? Hand
2: me the goat. Uh, if you're gonna, if, if, you're, gonna make, if you're gonna make, if you and then we'll <laughs> dance as corpses prance. Simply having. <laughs> sorry, Steve. What were
0: you saying?
1: I sorry, I, I got taken away. That was by that was that was that was great. I got taken away by that. Um I actually stopped myself from talking because I wanted to finish hearing what Mike was saying. It's, it's, the first it's time truly for a Christmas listeners. miracle. Oh, yo, it's a wow. Christmas miracle. Um No, I was saying that, you know, like if you're gonna fucking say to these people on Twitter, if you're gonna fucking say that it's a secret like Wiccan ritual, it's called Yule, okay? They've got the calendar, they've got the calendar of the year, the circle of the year. Every holiday is punctuated by a solstice. Yule is between November and December. That's why it's called the Yule tide cuz the Christians took over the holiday from the pagans in Northern Europe. You know. So it's not it's not a Wicca, it's a Wicca time, it would be Yule time. Uh, yeah, That's Yule what the Wiccans would be celebrating.
2: They right? got the they got the Yule logs too, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah uh yeah no i I think you're technically yes, you're hundred percent right uh many Wiccans do celebrate the Yule uh so that would be the closest equivalent to the christmas time
2: what do uh what do Wiccans like are they uh, animal people are they
0: are you asking for like, like are, dating advice or picking up uh, Wiccans? No, I don't know. Who
2: are they? Uh, who are they worshiping? Or a bunch of gods? Like, what's going on out there? Uh, Wiccan practice
0: can be a myriad of gods, or just whatever whatever resonates with you on a spiritual level. Um, obviously, I'm sure we have some Wiccan listeners who could, in much greater depth, uh. Explain that. As Mike accused <laughs> hey, me of earlier Wiggins,
2: drop drop us a line.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll totally change we'll totally change the tenor of this podcast and exactly what it's about. But uh yeah, sorry, that that was just one little theory that floated up. And Mike with your werewolf comment and Steve with your druid comment, it seemed like you both intrinsically kind of were catching a similar wavelength uh, as well. Although in this frozen screenshot it does look like Paul McCartney is burning his doppelganger at the stake. Uh it's <sighs> It's a very dramatic shot.
2: Uh, But let's hear a little bit more. There are some new lyrics. I'm trying to think what else that could even mean.
0: The word is out about the town to lift a glass and don't look down. Like
2: Don't look down? It's possible Paul McCartney was just looking
0: for something to rhyme with town. I love my glass.
1: That doesn't sound like Paul McCartney.
0: (laughs) Mm, I don't know. This is the guy who made up words to rhyme with
1: other things. That Uh, doesn't sound like Paul McCartney. Uh, uh, Just... Live and let die. <coughs>
0: Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The choir of children sing their song. They practiced all year long. Ding-dong,
1: ding-dong, ding-dong,
0: ding-dong. Okay. That's where I have you know, a
1: problem. You know, you know where else children... Celebrate by singing Ding Dong Ding Dong, the death of witches.
2: Oh, my God. Steve, have you made the connection that needed to be made? Of course I have. Nick, they're not practicing Wiccan. They're killing witches. They're witch hunters. (laughs) They're witch hunters. See,
0: I interpreted that opposite way. First off, the Choir of Children sing their song. They practiced all year long. These kids needed all year to practice ding dong, ding dong, ding. I don't buy it. And in fact, I think you could tie this into the original theory quite well by saying the children said they needed all year to practice this Christmas carol song because that was their cover for practicing their, uh, their Wiccan practices. That's how I.
1: Well, you know what else makes a ding dong sound? Bells. So that's one third of the way there. You just need a book and a candle. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Was there anything else "ding dong" was
1: supposed to mean? Bell, book, and candle—they're two—they're—they're they're missing two thirds of the recipe for a, a
2: wick ritual. Look, every time a bell rings, ding dong, a witch dies and an angel gets its wings. This is what I'm yep, learning that's how—that's
0: how it's a wonderful
2: life ending, <laughs> that, that exact quote, Be- because because. <laughs> See, the witches have been flying with these invisible angel wings. It's not even the broomstick. They just, they're, just, okay. This is a nah, new theory they, I'm very interested they, in. They are, these witches are just demonic angels that that need to be taken out with the ding dong, all right? <laughs> And when this bell rings, uh, these rings can be given bunch, back to yep, the yep, rightful, full, the rightful spirit angel, the guardian angels of all of us. There, a Anybody. bunch
1: of kids, <laughs> a bunch of kids taking out witches with their ding dongs. <laughs> That's what Christmas is all about.
0: That's why, Mike. I'd ask you to repeat what you just said, but I don't think you could.
2: I could, Nick. I could. I could. You know what, Nick? You go back and you watch. It's a Wonderful Life. All right, and you read between the lines. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta listen to uh, yeah, watch a Wonderful Life right after you watch Wizard of Oz, and then listen to the.
0: Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life also has a
1: munchkin hang himself in the background. It's right. Just cut to Nick after watching both movies, just eyes wide. They're the same film.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Ding dong, ding, ding dong. Don. It's all
0: Nicholas has said for the past 15 years.
1: Nick is ding Nick dong. is running through the ding streets. And, <laughs> Nick's running through the streets in tattered clothes, shaking people. It's ding
2: dong! Ding dong! <laughs> ding dong! He's got one of those, like where like the Jesus save sign, but it just says ding donna. <laughs> With a giant just exclamation. In the middle point. of Times Square.
0: <laughs> Don't know what he's protesting.
1: <laughs> Damn it, people! Damn it, people! The word is out! <laughs> Ding dong.
0: And then for some reason I burned down a Christmas tree. I'm not saying I've done this already. I'm just saying it made sense at the time. <laughs> Could you imagine I someone with a sign that says Ding Dong burning down a tree and blaming Paul McCartney? It's a quintessential New York story.
1: Ooh, I mean, Charlie Manson already blamed Paul McCartney for making him cause murder.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between Helter
0: Skelter and Wonderful Christmas Time, Paul McCartney has been responsible for so much wanton destruction. Just kidding, Paul McCartney. Don't, neither of those were your fault. <laughs> I mean, you wrote Wonderful Christmas Time. That is your fault. But not anything that stems from it. Want to make that be known. But anyway, back to this terrible song. The party's on. The spirit's up.
2: We're here tonight And that's enough We're Simply having a wonderful Christmas time We're
0: simply having a wonderful Christmas time And actually, hang on Sorry, I had to get more of that deranged synth to further prove my point. But otherwise, there's really no new lyrics to this. We have the full scope of what McCartney wanted to say in the song. And I think it's, uh, I don't think my mind has been changed. I still think I don't like this song. You may, uh, Listeners, you haven't seen this, but I still bop my head back and forth when the chorus comes on. I don't deny it's an earworm, but it's an insidious one. It's the one that makes me hold
2: a sign that says (sighs) ding-dong and burn down Christmas trees. You know, if you do remove all theories and just take this on at face value. <sighs> it's two things, Nick. It's two things. It's not great. It's not great. But that wasn't the point of the song, Nick. The song wasn't supposed to be good. You understand? Well, you don't you don't talk about simply Doing anything, if you plan on doing it real good, that's fair. You don't. Nobody. Yours, nobody's
0: having a. No one's complicatedly having a wonderful Christmas
2: time. Because that's the thing, Nick. A lot of people. A lot. A lot of people. And Steve, let me know if you if you agree with me on this. But and and maybe it's due to the commercial Christmas. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. Put a lot of pressure on themselves to try to make things perfect when they're inviting everybody over and they want to make sure they get the perfect gifts and they want to make sure they got the food and it's tasting just right and they want to make sure everything's perfect. But you don't need things to be perfect to have a wonderful Christmas time. Simply, having a wonderful Christmas time is about being around the people that you love and having fun with one another. And if you could simply do that, well, Jesus, the world might be a little bit brighter.
0: So specifically that line, we're here tonight and that's enough, also lending that's, to that, that's, that's all that's you need? That's what
2: it is, Nick, and that's why the, the sun, look, it's earwormy, and it's it's got a little bunch of bullshit in there, but he's just having fun. Maybe
0: you know what? Maybe I can acknowledge this. Maybe it's my expectation of Paul but Ma- like should Paul McCartney not be allowed to write simple, dumb songs without it being considered a terrible song just because we expect greater things from Paul McCartney, even uh- the
2: the kids singing. I'm sorry, Steve but no, no, go ahead. I was just saying, the kids singing their song is "Ding dong, ding dong." They don't give a shit, <laughs> but they throw a little, they throw a couple notes behind it. They're like, "All right, let's get." It's like when you go and watch your kids, um, your kids are performing in some elementary school bullshit. Maybe they're singing, maybe they're uh, in a play. It's not gonna be great,
1: but it's nice. Except for the ones I was in. Oh they, were, they were great theater. It was great theater. Just
0: imagining a precocious fifth grade Steve and like Pirates of Penzance just like being a Oh, I wish diva. we did Pirates
1: of Penzance when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> uh, well, I kind of wanted to let, I didn't want to like jump in and, you know, throw, throw a bunch of stuff because I really wanted what Mike said to sort of, I really wanted to like let that simmer because that was actually a, a really beautiful statement. That was a beautiful, oh. that was a beautiful sentiment. And a right thinking sentiment so i didn't want to like jump on that and make a bunch of you know fart like, jokes, I, I, I as agree, you would do yeah i agree i agree with it i agree with mike that the everything he said i wholeheartedly believe in that as well but i, I also agree with nick that you know that you know a christmas song that is super saccharine repetitive and monotonous doesn't make for a fun Christmas song. And you know what other Christmas song is saccharine and repetitive and monotonous? This one.
0: Steve, I might have to stop you there. Love or hate this song, I would say this song is the most recent bona fide classic Christmas song that has been written
1: culturally. You've said, you've said that before, and I don't care. That doesn't make anything better. That doesn't defend anything. That doesn't mean anything. There is no greater sign that The most annoying aspects of Christmas are on their way to your hometown than to step into any business of any sort on November the 1st, the 1st of November, and hear this song.
2: Songs ever, <laughs> oh, oh, you can't help but get up and move, you can't help but smile, Steve. I know I, so, I understand working, you know, uh, like, or just what when you're out shopping and it, and it overwhelms you for two months, but I mean. Steve, I, I, I have I, to
0: say, this song is only insufferable because of how overplayed it is, but objectively, I think this is musically a much better song than Wonderful Christmas Time.
1: Well, I could say the opposite. You could, and you'd be wrong, uh, Steve. I could say uh, that you should look in the mirror, my friend, and see good, that, what I love just said, that what you just said about this song could easily be said for what we were saying about the other song. And yet you hypocritically find this one superior. Oh, disagreeing, Steve? Well, two can play that game. In fact, it's required. But you know what? You know what the nice thing about Wonderful Christmas Time is? 8,000 other even worse people don't cover it every single year. (laughs) There isn't... There isn't a Miley Cyrus version of Wonderful Christmas Time. There's not a Justin Bieber version of Wonderful Christmas Time, or Shania Twain, or Ariana Grande, or Demi Lovato, or CeeLo Green, or Lady Anna Bellman, Mumford and Sons. There's not a hundred thousand versions of Wonderful Christmas Time. There's just the one by Paul McCartney. So not only am I getting this song by the original artist, I am hearing this song by eight other artists I also don't like. (laughs) And I'm listening to it for two months straight. So excuse me if I can handle one of the fucking Beatles playing a slightly repetitive, monotonous Christmas song a
2: couple of times in a month compared to this. Steve, I I just sent you guys a song. I think I got some song that you couldn't listen to more than once. I didn't even get into the part about no, how the song's Mike, a
1: one-night stand playing with that Santa. Shit. I'm not Come
2: playing on, that Nick. shit you just sent me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I You guys, you said annoying Christ, I Look, as far as uh, wonderful Christmas time goes, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, yeah, it's an earworm, and yeah, it's Paul McCartney, and yeah, it's a, it's annoying, maybe, with a little synth. But is it, is it, that, is it that annoying? And, and yeah, Mariah Carey gets, this song gets overplayed, and it's been over, you know like remade by too many artists. Sure. Maybe that's cuz she's like just I don't know. It it's it's so successful as a Christmas song, Steve. Like you can't it people love it. They just they, they want to hear it. They put it on. It's the it's the number one on my Christmas playlist. But there's one song that's not on my Christmas playlist. I won't put it on there. I can't do it.
0: All right, Mike, I'm I'm only, I'm not going to subject the listeners to too much of this, but I will play no, it a no, little. No, no, just bit.
2: the chorus. Just the chorus. The only people who can love this song are the good people of Italy. <laughs> much no, like, no, Steve, much no, like the only people who can love Christopher Columbus, this song is for the Italians. Steve, Steve Mike, I can corroborate that uh,
0: A, the Italians don't take ownership of Christopher Columbus, and B, my girlfriend showed me a series of TikToks of people playing this song that I'm about to play for Italians and them all saying, what the fuck is this shit? And that, of course... Dominic
2: the donkey. it got the jingle bells, though. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, la, la. la, 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 la. Jesus
0: Christ. This is the worst thing that happened to Italians since Mussolini. This song is just so... It's not even a Christmas song.
1: My very Italian wife has just heard this playing through my earbuds, which worries me that the audio is going to be shit for this episode for me. But, uh, and her expression, I think, says everything you need to know.
0: She started jumping up and down and cheering.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, she threw her hands in the air in an exasperated, angry, what the fuck kind of manner, and then said what the fuck very quietly, because she's conscientious like that, but... She is now, her hackles are raised.
2: I can see the <laughs> hackles. Hey, Lou Monty was a Jersey boy. Okay? <laughs> and, he, is...
0: and Jersey hasn't talked about him ever since.
2: They got this to be number three in 2011. Come on.
0: Okay, the UK introduced us to the cheeky girls. They don't. They don't have any say in any popular music. They also introduced us. Well, they introduced us <laughs> to the oh, F- Be- L- and the B-
2: and the Beatles. Yeah, okay. I guess
0: the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. I guess or whatever. But <laughs> the Who. <laughs> amongst, uh, I think there have been other British artists than that. I can't think of any. Off David the top Bowie. My head. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. David Bowie. Harry Styles. Sure. Fuck you. How dare you include him in this list? Mike, you know what? You made a compelling argument. I would rank All I Want for Christmas. If it was not overplayed, I'd have no problem with. Uh, Much, much lower than that would be Wonderful Christmas Time. But a respectable amount lower than that would, in fact, be Dominic the
1: Donkey. I don't even lump this in with Christmas. Okay, so the taxonomy is this. A smooch is Dominic the Donkey. (laughs) A French is All I Want for Christmas and a smackeroo oh no snog a snog oh. is wonderful christmas time. that's fair that's fair keep 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 the British. cuz the, the
2: snog was where real, you're you're really getting in there but not quite as much as a frencher is that right uh, just cuz it's british yes
1: oh, okay. it's <laughs> far more superficial than that well great good job all three of us have managed to piss off my wife so thank you <laughs> <laughs> so each episode of the song tops of your Board is all about steve um so thank you now i'm going to Now now I'm going to get get yelled at, guys.
0: Well, I'm glad on this last Christmas episode we got to each share something that made us upset, which I think is what this podcast has been about from the very beginning. (laughs) That's what it's always about. Uh, So listeners, uh, make a three-song long insufferable playlist on your streaming platform of choice and just uh, throw these in on Shuffle and see. It's like
2: playing Russian roulette, but with music. Oh, it would be, right? Because, you know, everyone's going to feel a little different about it. Yeah, I know you, my, I, my nephew would love Dominic the Donkey. I'm gonna play it this Christmas. I, I well, if I why was does me. your
0: nephew hate oh. Happiness, Mike? He loved Rattlesnake. R- you know, <laughs>
2: he, Rattlesnake. He it you every time. I
0: almost became a noir <laughs> character. I was like, Rattlesnake, huh? <sighs> 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 haven't heard that name in a long time.
1: Rattlesnake, <laughs> Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, and
0: I liked it
2: that
1: way. <laughs> uh, Dance to the music. Uh,
0: yeah, and I guess you could also throw in Christmas shoes if you really feel like blowing your fucking brains out uh, to really complete, wow, to really complete the whole Christmas package.
1: Do you guys know how Russian roulette works? The other <coughs> chambers are empty, and only one is full.
2: Why You don't play well, Russian one? roulette with five filled chambers in the gun. Why can't I have a Russian roulette where one chamber's got the bullet and the other chambers are filled with, like... Party streamers. Nah, nah, like, um... You, know, you can shoot it into your mouth and maybe you'll get some like cheese whiz or something or like uh or like an explosion or like a, like a i
0: just i like that's I a guess good it would idea. fire off
2: though maybe that's...
0: i just don't see a manufacturer going to the trouble to make a kind of cheese whiz that's activated in a gun chamber although if they were they would be an american a cheese gun you say a gun that shoots cheese
2: brilliant mm. it would be a a gr- a cheese gun Gratlin gun? Gratlin. Gratlin? You're trying to make Gatling
0: gun and grated cheese a thing? I thought if it was Parmesan cheese, it'd be attached to Dominic the donkey. Eee-ah, e-uh. Anywho, I think I've... Oh, you, Nick, you did that. I did do that. I did do that. A gun that shoots Parmesan cheese at people. I'd go to sporting events if that happened more often, let me tell you. Oh my!
2: All you need is for the end of the gun to be a bunch of holes, right? And you just... Force that Parmesan out as fast as you can.
0: I would argue if you could shoot like a colonial era gun, instead of using gunpowder, you just sprinkle some Parmesan cheese in there, you ram that shit down, and then you have a delicious... And then, oh, what 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 would the ball be? What 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 could you guys guys gnocchi? I thought
1: we were about, I thought we were about to end the episode. How did this happen,
0: <laughs> S- Steve? Important innovations are happening in real time. We need to give them room to breathe. The cheese gun is perfect. Uh, listeners, when we've been teasing all these projects we're doing after the song Topsy Report, uh, full transparency, we had no idea what the fuck we were going to do, but we were actually brainstorming ideas in real time, and so now <laughs> I can safely confirm it's going to be a cheese gun. It's gonna be a cheese gun, and we're gonna have a new podcast talking about the development process of the cheese gun. Make sure to keep subscribing. Uh, But yes, other other than that, we are done with uh, a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney and uh, two other songs that Steve and Mike don't
2: like. Um, But I'm glad once again we got we got. Well, first of all, I I like I really like Mariah Carey's song. I do, I do. (sighs) Well, that makes you both wrong. What's it mean to be right anyway? It means to
1: be me. If you look at the picture of what does it mean to be right in the dictionary, there's a picture of me.
0: Right-wing extremist Stephen Trollinger has been known for his incendiary comments.
1: I'm assuming that's what you're talking about, Steve. First of all, that wouldn't be in a dictionary, you idiot. That'd be in an encyclopedia. Fine, Wikipedia
0: entry. Stephen Trollinger, head of the Freedom Party, has been known for his anti... Nope. I'm not going to try this joke too far. (laughs) Oh <laughs> wow! Because I was going to say anti, and then I was thinking, ooh, even facetiously, I don't want to add any word out out of that. Um, his anti-good taste rhetoric, let's say, because you did admit to uh, liking Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. <laughs> uh, so we'll, well, that's as extreme as as we'll go. Simply having a wonderful Christmas, Christmas time. time. Yeah. Anywho, on that note, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have happy holidays. Sorry, I just realized we didn't ever do like a Hanukkah song, Uh, so apologies to our Jewish listeners. That much Nick, throw one on right now. Hanukkah's already ended. Literally at the time of this recording, and by the time we release it, it will be very, uh, very much done. Um, But so I apologize to our Jewish listeners who just both on this podcast and in any retail store had to suffer through Christmas songs nonstop. Uh, But on that note, please follow us on social media if you have not done so already. And s- seriously, uh, now is still a good time to follow us because uh, some of the new content we'll be uh, doing after this, we will still be sharing some tidbits there, so make sure you're following us. Um, we've had a lot of you guys send us uh, songs to do for our last listener submitted episode, and I want to I wanna try to include them all. We've already got at least four that I want to cram into this, uh, and I don't know how many more we can fit, but... I do want to try to accommodate as many of you guys as possible, so please still What's, send us songs yeah. if you if you if you have not done so already.
2: Yes, do it. let's go big. No rules. We got this.
0: <laughs> yes, this is this is the Beyond Thunderdome era of the podcast. No rules. We we'll do whatever we want, and uh, also, also also follow me on my social media at Nick Brigadier on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Mike, where can we find you?
2: You can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com That's D O T. And, uh, yeah, like Nick said Send us some song suggestions Maybe, you know, maybe we get a, a Two-parter, who knows I don't know <laughs> You know what, but, maybe
0: um, <laughs> I'm I'm down to do a super long Listener submitted that we cut into two parts I'm saying it right here, right now
1: Well, as the person who was elected to do that one Thanks for giving me more work Thank you for your sacrifice, Steve
2: <laughs> um but yeah uh check out check out our stuff follow the instagram let us know what you're thinking let us you know what and drop a dm there's something you want to see in 2022 you got an idea but we we got some we got some stuff coming your way and uh for the the poll this week why don't you just um what are you doing when you're simply having a wonderful christmas time
0: I thought the poll question oh, yeah. was going to be, "How much moisture do you want on Mike's lips when he's
2: giving you a smooch?" That's the poll question you wanted to hear, Nick. If you, oh, let, that, you know, that, what, that's Nick? just what I, I personally want answered. Yes. What, do you prefer wet lips or dry li- chapped
0: lips? That's. <laughs> oh, guys, sorry. I, ju- I just saw this in real time. Um, my my uh, girlfriend who is in the apartment sent me a text that just says, "No smooch slander." No smooch slander. You hear that? Smooch is coming back. I think I've been fairly smooch agnostic this whole episode, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, But, yes, uh, please send... Well, uh, yeah, I guess we can do that poll question. What what is your wonderful Christmas time?
2: Nick, you know, who knows? We never know. what That Instagram, maybe we'll just... Maybe I'll post up every question I've ever asked in the last four years. That
0: I would be interested to see. Uh, and Steve, where can we find you?
2: You
1: can find me on Twitter and Instagram at your on my personal website stephentrawlinger dot uh, I have a YouTube page yeah he I does. have I have um, i I am currently appearing in the my yeah. voice is rather currently appearing in the uh, second season of the uh, uh dramatic that's comedy it's a comedy drama. Um, uh, Time Trip, season two, I haven't listened uh, to that by, uh, second good, episode. good friends at Just Press Playhouse, uh, the second episode that I was in just came out today, I believe, um, and I'm in, like, three more after this, but, uh, so if you want to hear me sound like Brad DeRiff, uh, tune in. Um... To, uh, it's uh, Just Press Playhouse. They're, they're the ones who made it, but the actual podcast is called Time Trip, so be sure to look at, for it on Time Trip.
0: Hell yes. I listened to the first episode a while ago. I might need to re-listen to catch up on the story, but I'm very excited to hear you, especially if you're going to be doing a Chucky impression from all I can... Nope. Well, what other voice does Brad Dourif
1: do? Uh, green on the Tongue. Oh, I suppose.
0: Yes, I suppose. What, He's a multi-faceted character actor.
1: Green on the war thumb. Grima Wormtongue, he's a Lord of the Rings character. The, the slimy guy in Lord of the Rings
0: that was played by Brad Dourif. Uh, uh, moderately deep cut? Anywho, it's me. Yes. <laughs> Listen to Steve. Great. That's the take-home
2: break. Great, Steve. Can't wait to hear you sound like a Brad. <laughs> Just a real Brad.
0: Uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Well,
2: listeners, uh, if
0: you celebrate, I hope you have a Merry Christmas as well. Uh, we will we will still be back in the new year. once again we have we have our last few episodes uh, lined up. I'm very excited both for what we have coming up within the song Topsy report and then once again, uh, solidifying what will be coming after that. And we promise we will tell you more once we can concretely say we have it locked down. Um, but excited to share that with you as well. And we hope you hope you stick around and tune into what we have coming up after that. Uh,
1: and until then, I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm simply having a wonderful Beltane time. Nice. In May. Yes.
0: and Oh, yeah, yeah in, in a couple of months. And we'll see you next week. Take care. And I think the only
1: way to go out... Why are you playing the one that I hate the most? Why is that the outro?
0: Because that's me having a wonderful we had Christmas We three other
1: songs to choose from.
2: Last one. Yeah.